Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 96. I am here with the boys. Let me rephrase that. Uh, rephrase that. I'm here with the men, right? With these bodies. We're not boys, baby. Somewhere in between. I I'm am like... here with Michael, the show, Pirelli, Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela. We have Justin, the intern, Sanchez, got washed 11-0 by Dave. And I am Dave, the body, Regina. I'm fired up today. I'm in a suit, quite frankly, because I wasn't feeling myself this morning. So something I like to do just to get my swagger back is to put on one of my favorite suits. Can you elaborate on when you're not feeling yourself in the morning? What does that mean? So, again, I wake up. You know, I'm doing my thing, look in the mirror. Today's going to be a great day. You know, you're a handsome dude, the whole nine, gratitude, blah, blah, blah. No wonder you have to I wake up I still so wasn't feeling it. And it, this could be because Ka- uh, Callie's got some molar issues going on. So every single night has been a lack of sleep. We were up at 2.30. Couldn't fall back asleep until four o'clock. Then Chance gets up. He wants to go out, try to go back to sleep. As soon as you go back to sleep, the alarm dings. Mm-hmm. And of course, we are the No Snooze Podcast, so we do not snooze on our life. I may have slept right. through my alarm <laughs> on Monday. That we're we're doing the truth couch over yeah. there. Uh, I may have slept. We ran out of heat at two a.m. Okay, we had oil, so I didn't screw it up that time. But the new system, there was a short, so it kept shorting. So the heat turned off. Our rooms were like 60. So I was up from 1.30 to 3 a.m. figuring it out. We yeah. figured it out. But then when my alarm went off at 4.45, I was like, yeah, I didn't snooze. I just, want, I just, just ignored it. <laughs> right, I just ignored it. It's different. It is different. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it's a little little hack I do. You know, when I'm feeling like doo-doo. Wear a suit. I, uh, well, yeah, because if you feel like shit and you look like shit, you're going to be shit. Don't, right? I don't like how you're looking at me. So at least, no, 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 I'm not looking I'm at I'm mess well, you. I'm up. talking to you. You're lucky this table's I'm, in the middle. I'm talking of us. to you. I'm talking to you. Six feet, I don't so care. So what I do, what I do is if I'm feeling like that, you know, I, I try to combat it with a little swagger, a little extra pep in my step. Do you ever throw on the the mink in case? Oh, absolutely. Case you should really see me this weekend. Is that what you're wearing? Had a phenomenal weekend, and I was uh, there was one day that oh, after the Orange Theory Orange Theory Fitness Experience, which we'll talk Shout about. Shout out OTF. I had um, you know, our goddaughter Haley, Mark Carter's daughter, so cute. Uh, she was to uh, that was her second birthday. Yep. So you know, Godfather Padrino, if you will, shows up with a little stick in his mouth, a little padron, and a nice little mink. And I was th- thinking to myself, Michael would love this right now. Oh my god, how many kids? <laughs> how many God? How many kids are you Godfather of? Uh, just two officially. Just so far. I mean, yes. you're a young guy. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that number's going up. Yeah. I hate to tell you, I don't know if we're gonna make it to you. You know, we have a lot of, yeah, uh, a lot of siblings. Family. Yes, yes, yes. So you know, but All you right. might be the honorary I could take a dog or something. Yeah, you could be Petey's right? godfather. Makes sense. God, God, yeah. God, dog, God, dog. Absolutely. DMX. <laughs> um, she looks so cute. Uh, Callie, great follow. One of my favorite follows on Instagram is Callie. Uh, and they're just getting big. It's hilarious. It, yo, dude, the the amount of talking yeah. that Callie's doing. She's on this um repeat stage right oh, now. Oh, yeah. So it, it's more, to the point, though, like more. Karina, you know, once at least once a week, what she does is, you know, she gets a little crazy. Callie gets a little crazy. So Karina has to call me and she's like, I know you're on your way home, but, you know, I, I need you to just take her for 30, 45 minutes. When I stay home with Callie, it's a it's a 
problem. She's throwing everything. She wants to break things. She's just in that mood. So what I figured out is, you know, well, Acme is pretty close. Hilarious. Let me just take her to Acme and let me run up and down the aisles and just pull things out of the aisle. And, you know, we do a little school session. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so make a mess in the supermarket. Oh, so absolutely. Other people can- <laughs> and you should see me, too. I'm opening things, giving it to her. She's eating. And then <laughs> I'm not like, buying it. Oh. Dude, you should take her to uh, there was something my member. It was a meme or something. And this dude works out at Target. He goes into the fitness section of Target and just starts lifting weights. He's like, it's a free gym membership. <laughs> That's pretty good. So you should take her to like Target and work out with That's it. That's good. So I've honestly been doing it once a week. Yeah. It's no great. joke. It's genius. Um, and yeah. And it takes us like an hour from start to finish. And then Karina's in a great mood. It's just a win-win. We had an aunt that used to drive us. And her thing for babysitting was she would ask us to go right or left. And that was the whole <laughs> thing. Just, we would drive for hours and just scream right or left, and she would just drive around the neighborhood. <laughs> that, Genius. That, that awesome. that is Looking good. back, I'm like, that was so smart. That is a good and one. Then we'd end up pizza, and then it'd be over. Ooh, that sounds like a good time. Genius. Um, let's talk PodBot father figure update. Don't know if you saw it this morning, but your boy had 385 on a string. Are those real weights or those on, are foam No, yeah, I'm one of those guys that have those fake, fake those weights. Those foamies. Um, but wait, shout out to Jordan... Grulon, I believe that that's right. I don't know if doesn't sound right. J, I call him JG. Okay, right, young guy, twenty. I believe he's. You got any facts on this guy? No, yeah, yeah. So anyway, he loves the No Snooze podcast. I seen him every day in the gym for a couple months. You know, we started with a little pound head nod. He comes up to me one day and he's just like, "Yo, man, I love what you guys do." Hmm. And I said, wow, man, thank you. Honestly, thank you for, you know, coming to say that. You know, I know that might not have been easy, but I really appreciate that. And I'll let the team know. He's like, listen, man, I am just so focused on the no snooze mindset, not only in the gym, but in business. He's in sales as well. Bought some merch from us. Um, I, so I did a workout with him and he, he's he's absolutely crushing it. And again, he's early in his 20s. He's got a long you know journey ahead of him. But he's so he made me actually think of Justin, because if if somebody like imagine us adopting that lifestyle, that mindset early in your 20s, you're just going to be so, so much further ahead than everybody by the time you're in your 30s. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there, there's a whole crew of them um, in the gym that, you know, they always saw, saw me wearing my my merch. And they would always, what is that? What is that? What yeah. is that? So it started a conversation. Were they talking about your merch or you? Were they like, what is that thing? Yeah, what is that? What is that what next is that to your thing? ear? That oh, a, that's my trap. That's and then. I can't I, hear you because my <laughs> trap's blocking my ear. I almost texted you guys yesterday because I see this, this um, you know, I don't want to say older because she does listen to the podcast, you know, so she's, I would say middle-aged. Yeah, what? both of those are tough. What? Old, not older. Middle-aged. Mature. There was, a, there was a middle-aged woman that comes up to me in the gym. And before she comes up to me, I see her making eye contact with me, mm. right? And I'm like, you know, maybe she's just looking at the thing next to my ear, which happens to be my large trap, which has happened before. So I'm not thinking anything of it. Trap. Then <laughs> now I'm like kind of glancing over. And every time I would glance over, she's like looking back at me. I'm like, oh, this is a little weird. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. You know, like. Ugh. So then she comes over and she's like, hey, like, I, I don't want you to think that I'm weird. I just, I got to tell you something. She's like, I'm a, um, a, a psychologist for the Albert Einstein College of Medicine, right? And I would love to give you free time with me. She, go <laughs> she goes on to say, I love what you guys do with the podcast. I shared one of the episodes with my class at the college. Oh my God. Yeah. And she's like, I, you know, if I was it's a, a scary thought, right? And that's what I'm saying. And, and in my head, I'm like, this is, this is absolutely crazy. And she's like, you know, don't think I'm crazy. And in my head, I'm like, lady, you are making my day. Can, can you call my wife and tell her that she's got a winner right here? Cause my wife sometimes, you know, she needs to hear this. 
She needs to hear because she's the one that humbles me. She brings oh, me back down. Yeah, but it was just an amazing thing that I'm like, I would have never crossed paths with this woman. And and when she's saying that, obviously you're much more successful in your industry than you know we are right uh, now. Don't, don't give her too much credit. <laughs> but just just incredible. And her name is Sue. She introduced herself, and I just said, Sue, thank you so much. So shout out to you, Sue. Shout out to. Uh, funny enough, someone didn't recognize me anywhere this week. So <laughs> I guess that makes one of us. It's you know what it is. I I have that like build that when you have a shirt on, it's not too noticeable. But then when you take it off, you turn heads. But the shirt's been on. It's been a cold. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, all right. All right. So let, let's Let, talk. Let's Orange talk. Theory Fitness, right? Well, I want to talk about the bench first. Okay. Or do you want to do that let's, after? Uh, no, go there. You, you three, got questions? Three to five? Three to five on a strangling. Why didn't you do 400? That's what the difference is, Dave. So, I will <clears> die <throat> on the bench trying to get my max. You're just playing it safe. So. At 385. If, I, if I'm, you know, being be transparent honest, here. Be transparent. Being transparent. I'm nervous to pick it up. What? Pick up what? Pick up 400 pounds. You're going to blow out a chest? A peck? <laughs> <laughs> to a point, yes. Oh, you think? I, not So I'm not nervous of getting hurt. I'm nervous for whatever reason to fail. And then when you fail at that weight, then does an injury come from it? You get what I'm saying? Because you're pushing so hard on 400 pounds, then does the injury happen? I'm not nervous about just picking it up. Yeah. Right? But that's why I was talking to this guy, John, at the gym, and he's like, dude, you just got to start picking it up. Pick it up, put it over your chest, rack it. Get used to the weight. For whatever reason, and honestly, when I hit that 400 or 405, that's supposed to be four plates on each side, I'm not putting four plates on. Just mentally. I got to put a why? 25, what fun is that? a 10, a 5, oh, We're a five. so different. I, dude, I don't know. It, it doesn't it, count. It doesn't count. We can put a dumbbell on the side? <laughs> <laughs> it's just been getting me nervous. I don't know. So Jordan was spotting me this morning. I left the audio on on the Instagram clip, and he was like, you didn't need me, man. Like, that's light work. Yeah. And it was, one, it felt heavy, but it looks light, which is weird. Like, it looked like it went up. Well, it was up. smooth. It was smooth. Yeah, but it went yeah. up like no problem. But I really was like, damn, I, I can't do 400. Yeah, he was like, I'll be it. right back. And then I just left. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just snuck yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, I don't the, know. You know what I used to do back in the day? I used to, when we worked out, and it would be Phil or whoever I was working out with, Frank, I would sneak weight onto the bar and tell them it was a different weight <laughs> and see if they could do it. And I'm like, oh, you did whatever. And they, yep. were, like, you, like they were half mad, half happy. So I might do that to you. I might just throw four or five. But yeah, it's 185. Just, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it's a mental thing. And then also like- I, I'm, uh, do you have a ritual before you get the do your max? Uh, well, a Ambrose, Ambrose has really changed my um, my approach when it comes to just warm up specifically. I always did the push ups and pull ups thing, um, but now I'm doing band pull aparts right to keep nice. the shoulders back and and uh, increase mobility, and then also behind the head mm. uh, with the band. So I really felt almost that elasticity um, from the band kind of in my bench, which yeah. was great. But I, I don't know, man. It's it's just a it's a fear for whatever reason. I'm gonna get it. Don't don't worry about it. But instead of like, we'll see. Most people would have probably went from 385, got it like that, and then jumped right to the 400. I would have. I was about to go to 390. Like it. That's kind of mm-hmm. stupid. I mean, you know what I mean? It's not because that would be a new best. So 385 it's not. was my best. Yeah. So it's it. not because you're still getting the best. So right. You know, I don't know. I feel like you got it. You got to ride the wave. Like you know, some days you feel good. Yes. I don't plan on max out some days, and I'm like, I got to It's a gift. It. I got the gift today somehow. That's how I felt today. Yeah. Um, and then also just the only um difference, I guess, in my my routine now is Ambrosio has incorporated. And by the way, I have an accountability phone call with him later. Do you um, want me to cover for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, hey, just this take is that, Mike. Uh... Take that call for me. Um, he incorporated 30 minutes of daily cardio into into okay. my routine. Um, so, you know, this last 1.9% to get down to, uh, to eight, 
is uh, is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm trying to break 19 as well. So <laughs> we're, we're in the nines. You're getting me nervous. We're I'm not going to lie, Mike. I'm always in your corner, always 100%. And now yeah. you're getting me nervous. For you to be at 20% or 21% <sighs> and you not be at like 17 right this, now. Is this not the best looking 20% you've ever seen? It is. It, I look good. I don't know what's going I, I don't, on. I think the numbers I think the machine's skewed. broken. I, I agree. Um, But the Friday of weigh-in, Livy had a night. She had a fever again. We had to send her to the in-laws. Shout out the in-laws. Lifesaver. So she couldn't go to daycare. I didn't get my workout in. Didn't get to drink the pre-workout in the morning. Fill up the muscles with a little creatine. Do a nice bench session to really fill out the, the boobs. Um, <laughs> so when I weighed in, I was like, I don't know if I'm. If this is it. Shaky. Like I don't feel good. I didn't yeah. get a good sleep. I didn't get my like pre, my prep. But Manny, my man Manny, has faith in me, and I let him down once again. Listen, man. I didn't move. Well, I went from 19.3 to 19.3. I lost a half a pound of fat, yep. but I also lost two pounds of water weight in my muscles. Okay. So I'm, in my head, I was like, it's kind of a win. So this is a, a pivotal week. This is a big yeah. week. I'm sticking to the plan. Nothing's really changed. You got to stick to the plan. Yeah. But you also have to, you got to get there, Mike. And, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Thanks for the, the advice. That's like when you play golf with somebody, like, yeah. just hit it straight. Just hit it straight. Like, oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. No, because they, honestly, you're at the point. I'm like, getting there, dude. No, it's fail proof. Like, you just have to execute. And I, I now have a belief that you're not executing properly. <sighs> And then when I look at your form on two things, incredible. So, so again, my bench form, no, incredible. you you do T Rex. I have dips. the best bench form. You, you were doing the, the the dips were way too short, and I'm coming my at you nice. with this because you're always nice. like, give me some feedback, give me some. Feedback. And I'm always feedback. very. It, I've been told that, but my elbows don't bend all the way. And then That's the problem. And then <laughs> I've been. At, all right, we're gonna special needs. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna fact check this. Okay, <laughs> guys, listen to me. There, my brother. What's Frank's handle on Instagram? Uh, F Pretty. All right, reach right? out to F Pretty Ten. F -Pretty Terrible 10, name, yeah. by the way. You're Frank. You're thirty five. Like, <laughs> you're not pretty anymore, right? You're old. All right, uh, go reach out to him and say what I used to get yelled at while lifting all the time. It was my range. My elbows don't bend all the way. Okay. All right. So that's that. But, but my chest, uh, my sh bench press looks phenomenal. Shoulder, uh, oh, shoulder press. Looked everything good, right? looked good. But there was two things. So there was dips that. Was tough. The T Rex well, dips. Twenty pounds. And then also the dumbbell row. Ooh, I was struggling. The Ninety neck, pounds. Those are ninety. Your neck was was. Well, I was pulling it. You know. Yeah, but you're gonna. I don't know, man. It, Hopefully, I hurt something or I gained something. <laughs> one of the two. I'm not going for the three eighty five. Those are the you know? only two things. But your bench press looks solid. What other form things have you seen? Because that's it. Honestly, that's it. Those. Two. I know some days I don't feel it, and I'm like, that's not. Great. Those two. That was it. I'm going too heavy though on uh, pulse. The diet, Michael. This is where this is where I'm not convinced. I drank 50 grams, uh, 460 grams of egg whites for breakfast. <laughs> I just, I was just like, I don't have any um, yogurt left. Livy's up. I just. Need Do to you agree it. with me though that if you were to execute each meal as you should, you would be making the progress that you if want? If the king had. If the queen had balls, she'd be the king. So yes. But what? <laughs> but why aren't you doing? I am. That? I 100 am. I sort of got. Besides, I'm executing. Besides the tell them Mike sent you, which I understand, which is difficult. But those are built. I in. put on a show. By those the way. are I in. ate three sandwiches. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. All right, but, go ahead. But as long as you're, you could still do that because you're kind of scheduling that anyway. Yeah, and you, a, you were smart. A, you said tell them Mike ate, uh, sent it. <laughs> tell them Mike sent. Tell Mike. Uh, tell him Mike ate it. That's a spinoff. <laughs> um, doesn't doesn't count because and he said this. It doesn't count because you know he puts it in and I was like oh that's really smart. Well, so, Counts, but I I, I factor for you it. were exactly I you, weigh you in were, before it because then mentally I have time to get back to correct and I agree with it because you yeah. need some cheat meals but my concern is that your day to day you're executing at like a maybe a seventy percent whereas mm -hmm. you need to be at like ninety to ninety five percent of your execution to then be able to do tell them Mike sent you 
and all the other things that yeah. you want to do. You have to be tight on your execution to get away with the stuff that I'm doing. Um, I th- I honestly think that the last weigh-in was uh, not telling. I think I'm realistically more at the 19 mark now, okay. which would be like – so I, I would argue that it was just a week-to-week weigh-in. Could be. And it fluctuated. So right. hopefully I'm right, but I don't know. We'll we're, see. Listen, so this put it on the calendar. Big. What is this? Almost uh, – so we're in April now, right? We're in April. So we're it's in April, April now. Yet. So, it's not April. By the time Don't comes, you short me. So by the time, we are March 29th. <laughs> so we're April pretty much, right? We're pretty much April, right? People know we pre-record this. They don't think no, we're live. No, right? no, I get it. But so we're right here, okay. the beginning of April. May. May all of April, June. all of May, all of June, all of July, and we're giving you all of August. Well, Five assume months. Assume that August isn't in factor because- That's fine. CV, we're looking good, my brother. How much did we bet? $4,000 each. No, I wouldn't know that. Maybe that's it. Maybe I didn't bet enough. <laughs> Maybe I didn't. No, I, I, honest, I honestly think that, and this might sound ridiculous because my results aren't as strong as the last time around. I think this way is more of a long-term solution, and I'm more confident in this approach than the past uh, cutting approach that I used to use. I Listen, I'm confident that you could get there 100%, but I do believe now at this point, because you should be lower. You've been doing this now for a long time. For like two years. Uh, right. You should you should have had significant progress to get down to like 18 or 17 to then really rock out, because I think what's going to happen is you're going to get down to like 13, 14%, and Ooh, then that's- That'd be nice if I get down there No, you, you are. Summer? <laughs> you are. And then it's going to be hard. You're going to see that- Okay, now you're really going to have to increase your cardio level. You're going to have to be 100% execution on your on your diet. And that's where I think that time period is going to run out for you. And that's why CV and I are going to put the money in our yeah. pockets. I I foresee that the foundation is built <laughs> and I am chipping away at the tree. And when you chip away at a tree. But what? Listen, listen. What about this the foundation? This is a nice one. This, this is a good metaphor. What does a tree and a foundation have listen, to do with it? He's, oh, he's right. Listen. He's chipping down at the tree with scissors, but you're chipping down at <laughs> the tree. So when you chip at a tree, right? It doesn't timber right away. It doesn't even move much. That's true. But then when you get to that last last 10%, it tumbles, baby. I'm just And I'm it talking. falls like a, it, does it land, if it lands in the woods, did you hear it? All right. <laughs> Are we agreeing I am, that we're doing it's a shirtless? It's funny. I am more confident in my position now than I was last year at like 16%. And I don't know if I Because am. of the structure that you made me do, which I think was the right way. Because instead of, I, yes, I default to chugging some egg whites every once in a That's while. That's not bad, though. Shoot me, you know? I like That's egg whites. Bad. It's That's addicting. I'm addicted to the whites. Um, <laughs> oh, my <geez>. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's egg beaters, by it's the way. A, okay, Shout right. out egg beaters. So, okay. We're getting that deal. Uh, listen, we need a di- Dude, this I'll do dude, a box of egg he'll beaters. Drink it, he'll box drink, drink it. He'll drink it. I'll crack it. with you know. Um, So, not much changed. The one area that I think I need to kind of uh, put pedal to the metal is I need to not get distracted in the morning and lift weights, uh, do more weight exercise, which we talked about. That was always in the game yep. plan. I don't think I'm lifting hard enough to retain enough muscle while also burning calories. So the big push I want to do, like my April goal, is to try to get up maybe at 4.30 so then I don't waste as much time prepping. And when I get into the, I'm hoping the nice weather helps because it is freezing in the morning when I go in the gym and I just, it takes a while for me to warm up. You know that? Yeah. And and also, listen, you got this um, Bar Miguel look that look, I mean, that, that, that's Isn't that hilarious. Set, oh, no, no, it looks that incredible. That looks nothing. I love Weverson. You're my guy, but that's a huge yard. Oh, it's ridiculous. No, no, no. It, but it's a beautiful setup. It's going to be cool. 
it's going to be amazing. But it's like you have a homeless gym and you got the, you know, a well, five star. Jim Miguel's getting renoed too. Is it? Yeah, the plans are coming I, out. Listen, soon. dude, and, and one of, one of the things that came in, I don't know if you saw it. He said, "Where did Mike get that treadmill? Dusty treadmill. Yo, it's so dusty. I don't touch it. And then the I'm piece like, of it's, wood. It's, it's quality. It's so funny. So this is to my point right now. I'm going through the peak of diversity right now. Yep. Uh, adverse, not diversity. Adverse. The peak. Yeah. Well, it is diverse because I don't know what the hell's going well, on. Well, I thought you were going to say diverse because of all the things that are going on. Yeah, it's a lot of diversity. stuff. I'm at my peak adversity, probably height of construction. My gym, just to work out, I got to move a million pieces of wood. Like they're really tempted me, and I've stuck with it. So the mental win, I'm getting there with the mental wins. Right. I am not backing down to what life's throwing at me. Whoever's up there, I'm coming for you, big guy. And I'm coming with abs. Okay. <laughs> That's right. But I, I am, it's crazy to say I'm more confident this time around than the last time. All right. Listen, I just, now I'm going to start talking that junk because I got a lot of like fire. It. I like I got a lot of fire under your, your oh, cheeks. Oh, it's lit. It's lit. It's lit. I'm, oh, I'm it's a lit. Monk. I'm the monk of weightlifting now. You can't get to <laughs> I'm me. I'm, I'm on a shakeable tree unless I'm chopping it down. <laughs> um, Orange Theory Fitness, right? So Speaking of, crushed it. Listen. I am an athlete. Mike did really I good. almost had a heart attack. It was based off a of heart rate. Wait, well, first let's explain it. Let's explain it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Orange Theory Fitness is, we went to the one up in Yorktown Heights, right? Shout out Corey. Yeah, shout out Corey Gunners or Gor- Corey Gunners. He Corey follows Gunners. us. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I pitched him on the live stream. Big he follow. Knows. He's a big guy. Great, great trainer. Um, very motivating. And, you know, it was the first time that Mike and I took this class. So, of course, all eyes on us. You know, we got the well, no snooze logo. I take this back. All eyes on you. I was flying <laughs> under the radar, yeah. like usual. No, but, you know, there was a couple people in there that had the no snooze logo on besides us, which was awesome. It was a birthday party for Alyssa Salvo. And um, shout out to Billy and Alyssa for yep. doing this. I don't know why I never thought of a birthday party in the gym. Like, I love them, but. Listen, you can come to my party. We're drinking, and there's gonna be no physical activity. <laughs> right, okay? right. So this was, uh, you know, they rented out the it was the, a lot of fun. Though. The studio, and basically it was just all friends and some family that you know came for this private Orange Theory fitness class. Um, it's based off of heart rate, and it's a very cardio intense <laughs> workout. Right. <laughs> that was the one rule they said. They go, whatever you do, don't take pre-workout. Oh, yeah. And, uh, because it skews your heart rate. Yeah, so I chugged like two scoops of pre-workout, and I had creatine during the workout. Which oh, my, my God. My levels were Yeah, like- so so Mike was peaking. I'm looking up there. I'm like, damn, Mike is killing it right now. But he was he was also like, you know, kind of dying like everybody else. We were yeah. all dying. Yeah. But I'm like, damn, like his splat points, and a splat point is basically their measurement of like how intense it is, where your heart rate goes into the red, like above 85 or 90%. So if you're there for a minute, you get what's called a splat point. Mike's splat points were through the roof. And then after I go up to him, I'm like, dude, you just crushed it. Like, you had 30-something splat points. Like, a 1,000 calories. Yeah, like-, like it was wild. And then the, the trainer, I asked, I said, yo, man, like he took pre-workout and all this. He was like... It's kind of not fair, man. Like your heart rate was through the roof to start. <laughs> I go, Corey, is it right that like I laid down the the whole end of the workout and my points it were just still kept flying? going up? Was... He's like, well, you couldn't get your heart rate down because right. you were exhausted. And I was like, I guess that works. But no, man, uh, it was what, fun. What a great great time, great workout. Um, Shout out to pregnant women in the in the yep. workout class. Dana, Dana was crushing, crushed it, absolutely. And then Dana is more physically fit in cardio, pregnant than me. Working well, on take, it for two I would, years. I would take the word cardio away. Dana is more physically fit <laughs> than Michael. But um, no, no, she was incredible. I mean, she yeah, she just kept rocking. Um, there was a couple ab exercises. I got nervous. I'm like, I don't do that because the baby might 
come out, right? Like, well, yeah, yeah. I was like, Tina, take it easy. But no, she was doing she was doing it in moderation when it came to those exercises, yeah. which was awesome. And she goes, you know, um, Mike, I had a lot of fun like working out with you, and I was like, because you were crushing me. And she's like, well, kind of. <laughs> do yeah. you do you know my wife? Oh. She was on the other side of the room. Oh, comes yeah, over to me at the end. Oh yes, right. And she, we were doing a V up. So it's like hands no, no, up, no, no. feet up. You were up. doing a V up. I was laying on the ground. <laughs> well, then, then I, you know, it, it, the first set was ten seconds. Next set twenty. Then thirty. Then forty. Then fifty second. She comes over. She was screaming. like, "Get your legs off the ground!" I look at her. I'm like, "Are you effing kidding me?" Like I'm, I'm resting. Yeah. She's like, "No snooze. There ain't no rest. There ain't no rest." And she's doing it perfect. Yeah. But she's a to my to, uh, to my excuse, I guess, is she trains like that. Right? Come here. You know what I'm saying? You know what I thought in my head? You do hear what I said at the end of the the um, class? No. I'm Corey. Where are the barbells? <laughs> right, right. I've not trained for this. Yes, I'm trained yes. for weights. Give me 185. Right. And let me rep it. But we did we did well for the class. We both burned. I burned like 980 something calories. You yeah, burned a thousand plus. Um, we but the treadmill 14 minutes, the rower 14 <laughs> minutes, extreme lower back pain while I was doing <laughs> the that. Rower killed. Oh me. my god, it was dying. But it was we had a much better showing there than we did for our first time at Soul Cycle. <laughs> yes, that so, was an so embarrassment. I have to tell one brief story. We were on the rower, and it was after. So there was three groups you could do. So strategically, of course, me and Dave are like, all right, we're going on the treadmill first because that's probably our weakest. We'll get that out of the way so that we can at least perform decent, right? Was that yes, what you're thinking? Because that's what I thought. Yes. I basically was like, if I don't get a treadmill, I'm leaving. Yes. So we get a treadmill. Next one is the uh, rowing machine, right? So when you're on the rowing machine, they have a thing that holds the bar so that it doesn't go all the way back. So when you're in, you could reach it, right? So Corey's like, all right, everyone strap in. So I'm like struggling to lift my legs because we just ran on the treadmill. For 14 minutes. 40, yeah, 40 minutes. Two, 14, 10 minutes. 14, 14, 14, 40. So <laughs> we strap in and I'm like, oh no, the thing came off the thing and it is too far away Can't and I couldn't reach it. So I'm for the first 20 seconds of the workout, I'm like trying to reach it. Corey walks over. He's like, man, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> and he hands me the thing. I was like, that was not a good start. Uh, so to my point, Orange Theory is a lot of technique, yeah. which we got to work on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, shout out the uh, the OTFers, right? Shout out Corey, awesome time. CV, give us a uh, a little update from the week if you got one. By the way, when I saw you guys putting down the OTF, right, I kind of glanced at it kind of quickly, and I was like, wait, isn't it off track racing? Isn't it? <laughs> oh my god! And, and then and and then I look at the uh, uh, right batting, right? Yeah. And then I look at the picture, and I'm like, wait, what, are they gambling inside <laughs> of a gym? Like, what's going on? Here? That would have been, been awesome. You could have gambling. I'm gambling out. on my, Mike's going to pass out in 30 seconds. <laughs> so anyway, now I know what that is. Orange theory. Theory. Fitness. It's basically fitness. that you're in the the b- fat burning. Yeah, just take pre-workout, and you're going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is <laughs> literally my Heart rate through the roof. Um, my update is not that great, actually. I weighed myself, and there was no- um, My guy. My guy. With me. He's normal. And there was um no, I mean, there was a little bit of a decline, which I guess is still positive, but it was like a tenth of a pound. So what? <laughs> it's better than going the other Hashtag way. Hashtag well, proggy. Right. Um, but it was, um, it was, I guess it was a rough weekend. So I, I guess, you know. Well, it, talk to me. What was it no, rough? You know, we ate. You know, <laughs> we, we ate. ate. What'd you, you eat, know, though? Like, a lot of food. A little burrito? Yeah. No, nothing unhealthy. A quesadilla? Just, just, just more, more abundance. I actually have a whole bunch of questions that we'll leave for later on in the show. Um, but uh, other than that, you know the progress is still there, still working out, still doing uh, the thing every morning. So, what's know. the total loss, total weight loss here? Yeah, it hasn't changed from the no, last one. 40, 41, 40, 41 Do you or keep pounds? that figure somewhere? Like incredible, you can see it. So what? Yeah, Do you keep that figure on somewhere? an app. That's awesome. The Fitbit app. Oh, you know what Ambrose loves about me on my app? 
what I did say about me. What, what, <laughs> what he I loves did about me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think tell he, us, Dave. What I think he it? loves it. I uh, when I started with him, I took a picture of eight percent and I made it my profile picture in the app. Let's see. And he was like, "Yo, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to mention I, that. Yeah, I, I, I have to foresee. It. You know what it is? It's almost like you gotta fake it till you make it, right? Nah. To the point, and, and it's not, it's not even faking it, but it's, it's, it's. Visualize. You're pretending. You're visualizing, right? It's almost like when you go to sleep at night. Think about it. The first thing you do is what when you're going to sleep? Dream about it. And no, no, no. Back. When you go to sleep, what do you do? Sleep. Close you your eyes. Close your eyes. Correct. Oh, but in that moment, back. you're not really sleeping. Or you're throw pretending the white over to sleep. Your head. Do you hear what I'm saying? You're pretending to sleep, I don't and even... then you go to sleep. So what I'm doing is I'm pretending to be eight percent, and then I'm gonna show up at eight percent. Mm. Feel I gotta, me? I gotta pretend a little harder, <laughs> <laughs> but obviously backed by action. So refer to me as eight percent poppy from now on. Eight so percent poppy. <laughs> so I'm nineteen percent poppy. Uh, the uh, I'm trying. One of the we talked about weaknesses last week. One of the things I'm really working on is to not vocalize when I'm tired anymore, because I feel like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and my mind sometimes doesn't know the difference if I just go. Like I've had days where I've had very little sleep and I've worked all day, but I didn't have time to think about it and dwell on it and I wasn't tired. Does that make sense? Well, it's a mm-hmm. whole theory of talking things into existence, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we all, I think everyone does it on a, on a negative side because, you know, if you don't feel well, if you're feeling tired, you kind of work yourself up and think, I'm tired, I don't want to do this. And very quickly, you'll get into that, into that. The loop. funk. Yeah. Yep. What um, is, so, so that's you know, if you do it into the positive side, yeah. it's the same, you know, you can have equal benefits. Yeah. Yep. So I'm trying to do that. That's been a key this past week because I have been tired. Fuck. I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard. But uh, that and then also um, trying to uh, be a little more cryptic in life right. and not and listen more. I've said I've said it I think at the end of the year and in a profession where we do a podcast I'm on the phone all day trying to be more precise I watched The Godfather with Dana again and I like how he carries himself when he makes a move it's effective when he says something it's worth listening to and I want to be more like that and less of a uh, you know rambler so you want to be in the mob basically all right good yeah no no I I I have seen The Godfather. I have. Are we lying? No, no, I really have. Which one? Ooh, good I believe, question. So, he I believe it's, know. The, <laughs> I believe it, I believe it's the Godfather. I think the first one, right? Yeah, it's it'd be, probably it'd the, first. Be the first one. The majority would say the first one. Yeah, but I, one thing I always remember that my uncle kind of had to explain it. I was like, why does he talk so low? Hmm. Right, and it's exactly what you're talking yeah, about. When, when he opens his mouth, and, it, and this was his answer, when he opens his mouth, you're forced to listen. Yeah. Right, so we'll just, we'll, we'll start talking real, real low. It's hard when you when you have turns a podcast, yeah, right? TV shows. Um, no, I just want to I want to share too on um, you know on a work level. Our team will be going and sorry, Mike, we didn't invite you um, on a youth development trip with forty kids in high school, up to four or five colleges in upstate New York. Five. Are you going? Five colleges. Are you going? Are you going? You are. Psh, let's go. What colleges? Three or four. So we got my schedule. Syracuse. Ooh. Cortland. What else? Oneonta. So Oneonta. Yep. Um, Binghamton. Uh-huh. And Ithaca. And Ithaca. Yeah. So it's 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 awesome. But the point of me me sharing that is we had John Wallace come through, who is a former NBA. Oh, this is perfect. The Karina loves when I put her on the podcast. Hold on. <laughs> She's gonna get mad at me. Not, she doesn't even get mad at you. Baby girl. Hey, baby. 
Hey, welcome to the No Snooze Podcast. Oh, uh, we were just talking about how mean you are when you work out with yeah, us. Yeah, like, you know, we were just talking about Orange Theory. So you got anything to say to uh, to the listeners? First of all, I wasn't mean. I you were so mean. You. You're, you're no snooze, so, like, I need the energy. Okay, all right. Listen, I, I already gave you your kudos, so uh, that's that. But oh, thank you. I thought you were saying bad things about me. I was. No, no, no. That was Michael. Uh, but anything uh, anything you want to uh, motivate the uh, listeners with? It's been a while since we've heard from you. I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. You hang up. There we go. Got the hang up. <laughs> Got the hang up. Um, no. So John Wallace, um, you know, we have a, a good connection with um, Madison Square Garden, New York Knicks. The town that we're in um, has a practice facility owned by the New York Knicks. So John Wallace currently works with the Knicks, played for the Knicks. Great, uh, well, decent NBA career, but phenomenal Syracuse alumni. I think he's the all-time leading scorer or one of the all-time leading scorers at Syracuse. Um, So we actually brought him in to talk to the kids. And while he was talking, he has a great personal story. But he he mentioned the concept of 10,000 hours, which is something that, you know, I think a lot of people talk about. But for me, it kind of shifted my mindset. And basically the theory of 10,000 hours is anybody successful in any industry in life gets to this 10,000 hours of their practice in their field before they even, you know, really get any chance to shine. So just take some, like, take a little project that you're working on. If it's a side hustle, if it's a uh, small business or your full-time job, if you're only working two hours a day on this specific thing, to get to 10,000 hours is 13 years, right? And think about like the best of the best NBA players, Kobe, Michael Jordan, all these guys, they worked on their craft four, five, six, seven hours a day to get to where they're at. Same thing in business, right? So it's just a great concept for somebody who's listening to this that's, you know, oh, I'm not really making progress. I'm not making progress. That's very normal to not make progress, right? But then at some point you should be able to make some progress to keep you motivated, right? We're both in the industry now, you're, you're, what, eight years, right? I'm pretty much the same, eight to 10 years somewhere in there, um, to where we're just starting to begin to reap the benefits. Whereas a lot of people, they tap out before they ever even get to that next level. You know what I mean? Whereas if, if both of us right now, we said, you know what, we're not to the level of our you know, full vision, I'm going to tap out, we would never even get to that 10,000 hours. So it was just a great message. Wanted to share it. Yeah, love it. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. So this, this uh, I guess this episode is basically just questies. We had a couple questions that have been coming in. I've been saving a couple. Uh, what, what are you laughing at, Justin? Oh, questies. You like that? Um, 
So we got a couple. We got Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela on the microphone to ask the questions. You and then be Michael, an unbelievable and MC for like a, a bar night. You know, <laughs> if you were hosting like a comedy event, a barn night, bar. Night. Oh, 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 I don't know. I'm an animal, so I figured you, you were talking about the barn. You're an animal. I might, I might rename the room to the barn. Now. The barn. It's pretty good. All right, so I'm, I'm gonna actually start with a question that I have, um, and it kind of, and I guess I was short on my, my um, pod bod update because. This question kind of goes right into it, right? So, and you kind of alluded to it in the very, very beginning of the show. So, in the last couple of weeks, I've been feeling um, not that uh, gung, not as strong as I was, you know, maybe two or three weeks ago, right? Um, or four weeks ago. Uh, and mainly, and this is what I'm attributing because I'm still going through the, I don't want to just say the motions. I'm still pushing myself. I'm still going pretty hard. I'm trying to go really hard. Is this only in fitness you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, only in fitness. Only, fitness. only in fitness for this question okay. specifically. The other questions are more. Um, and I've noticed that, you know, obviously the, the, the loss of weight has not been the same. Now, it's weird because I've been working, I think, a little bit harder, not only pushing myself more in the morning workouts, but also I've been dabbling with a second mini kind of exercise. I'm not going to say workout, mini exercise thing throughout the day, whether it's doing our little pickleball at, at work or doing a second walk randomly throughout the day. So what I've noticed is that my body has gotten tired. I don't want to say fatigued, tired. And what that has done ultimately is made me a little bit hungrier, which has made me to eat a little bit more. Now, I'm not, I'm choosing wisely what I'm eating for the most part. Uh, so that I don't kind of go off the off the off the rocker, um, but um, little things, little things of kind of like you know, kind of wanting to put like a little damper on you, and I'm trying to fight through it, right? So I'm still doing, I'm still getting up, I'm still doing my work, I'm still pushing hard because I know that's an important thing as well. But I'm no like for example today, and this is a, a purely me. Uh, this last night, the dog woke up at one o'clock in the morning and was, and I was exhausted yesterday. I did about twelve thousand steps. I had a, a pretty good showing physically of, of exercise and a combination of different things. So I was exhausted. I wanted to go to sleep. I went to sleep early trying to get my good hours. And the dog wakes up at one o'clock in the morning, kind of similar to what you were saying, um, Mike. Um, and I didn't go back to sleep probably till like 3, 3.30 in the morning. Completely throws off my sleep. Wake up this morning. Absolutely no desire to do anything. I just was like, oh, maybe I'm going to bank. I'm not going to do anything. And then I'm thinking in my head, oh, I can't do that. We're going on this trip. I know I'm probably not going to work out on that very first day that we travel because we leave early. So I can't I can't skip. If I'm going to skip, let it be that day. So I got up and I did my workout. And I went, you know, not as hard today, but I did do a workout. How do we, the question is, and I want Mike to answer this first and then I'm going to go to you, uh -oh. Dave. Yep. <laughs> I wasn't listening. I no, hope you were kidding. listening. I've been listening we'll, we'll all play the time. Back. See the eye contact? I'm um, here, bud. How, how do we get out of this funk? How do we, how do we address that? How do we kind of overcome this little obstacle? Um, I feel like I'm pushing. Still through all this crap, mm -hmm. but again, when I look at the scale, right, it hasn't been reflective of what I feel that I've been doing, and I feel like I'm exhausting myself. Was that was that the question? I think it was a question. Yeah, what was the question? <laughs> There's a five minute <laughs> ask of a question. question. I, know, I, I, know. Well, question. I wanted to set the scenario. Yeah, so a little I think bit. you got it. But really, the question is, how does he get out of this funk? It's not even a funk. But how do I overcome these obstacles yeah. that are kind of like so hitting I me? Think, I think you're at a phase where I, Dave can weigh in on after, but. I've gotten to phases in my personal journey of stuff where there becomes a new norm. So now I don't expect to get good sleep. Anytime I get a good rest, it's a bonus. Yeah. So like when I don't get a full night's sleep, I just assume like that's what it is now. 
and I just go about my day. So I'm not discouraged by it anymore. Does that make sense? No, it does. Like, but so there's your, are new... you tired? Are you normal? Yeah. And I don't mean tired, like from sleep Damn, tired. I like, did it again. Like, uh, you know, are you um, mentally like, tired? No, 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 no. Physically, like, yeah, physically, yeah. kind of worn down. And I, I'm, I have lived worn down for the last two years. And you just get to a new place where, like, it's very rare you feel fresh. Like you know what I'm norm. talking about? Hashtag parenting. Parenting. It's so you, 100%. and it's probably ten times even worse Carter. for moms. Oh yeah. So, but th- I think that's in everything, not just your body, not just your mind. Like the new norm isn't a bad thing. You just gotta get used to it, and then that becomes the new baseline. And it's okay to have like a setback because now you, it's like uh, the stock market. Stock market. It's called a ascending trend, right? Thank you. So it no, goes, it's good, it's it good. goes up, drops a little bit, but doesn't go past where previously, and goes up, comes down. So that's the that's the reality of a journey. Like even with you, he always is making progress, but I'm sure he has days where it's a little bit of a drop back. But you just got to keep the trend going the right way. You know what I mean? My problem, I don't see it in you. My problem is I would just get to the trend and then I just throw everything out. I used to think of my fitness journey, not like my real estate or life journey. I thought it was more of like a quick fix. Now I'm correlating it with a long-term approach. And you know, when I buy a house, when I get into an industry, I don't ever plan on changing that. So I'm trying to do that now where I have a routine and a lifestyle and that's just me now. I don't plan on changing it. I'm no I'm breaking the stigma of all my friends, family, you know, he just yo-yo diets because everyone I talk to is, oh, you're doing this again, which is fine. But I, I set that up. So I have to get back to the new, I have to create a new norm for myself where now that I'm at 19, I never go below 19 again. I got to keep the trend going down. Whereas in the past, I get a real good result, but then I end up past it. So would you say that the advice that you're giving is kind of weather the storm now yeah, because yeah. this is the new kind of baseline that you're setting? You also might be looking at the wrong metrics. That's something I learned too is like in my real estate career, I was looking at the wrong metrics in the beginning. I was getting discouraged because of a uh, result of commissions mm-hmm. where I should have been looking at a metric of like how many at-bats am I getting mm-hmm. because I can't expect to come in and just crush it right away, yeah. but I should be making progress in my reps. That's Does actually that a great point. Um, because I will say, or like, I do feel, mm-hmm. I feel great. I gotta tell you, I feel my body feel, I mean, it's tired, which is a good, it's a good tired feeling. So I do feel much way, way better now than I did maybe six months ago, yeah. you know? So you're absolutely right. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing. Maybe I saw the scale not change enough for me. And I was like, oh, that kind well, of you might want different data, like the in-body cause then you get addicted. Cause you're like, all right, well, my weight didn't change, but I lost fat. And that's a good, and then it keeps you motivated. And the other thing, I, the other trick I use for like stress, life, just pushing through is I look really short term and then really long term, but I don't look at like the midterm. So I'll be like, all right, well, what's today's um, schedule? And I'll look through the schedule and be like, all right, I'm going to knock out one thing at a time. And then long term, I'm like, how far have I come? And I'm heading in the right direction. So like, yes, I might fail for the next two weeks and really get my ass handed to me. Yeah. But if I'm knocking on my daily and my big goals, I'm getting closer to my big goal, then that matters, but not as much. Does that make sense? So almost like take a step back and look at the bigger picture and kind of- Well, you, you don't want to look at the bigger picture without looking at the, the day-to-day too, because yeah. then you just kind of like, oh, well, I'm heading the right way, but I'm not taking action. Yeah. So for me, it's, all right, what's my next meeting? And then what's the big goal? And it's like the combo. I don't know. It's very, that's how my brain works. I like it. I like it. 
Mr. Roboto. Dave's ready to go. Let's go. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't even need to speak on it. Um, Ooh. you know, I think that was that was great advice. The I mean, if you want something from me, I would say <laughs> if you were looking at if you if you want if you're looking at the me. data, right? For you and for everybody out there, you know, your body gets to a point that you definitely need a rest. Yeah. But why? Like, I don't schedule off days anymore. I just don't do it. I, I took I, that from you. I like no, it. No, no, I literally yeah. don't do it. But what I've been doing, I've taken three days off this entire year. And the reason being, yes, the, the first two were due to travel and stuff like that. But the last one was data driven, right? I physically felt extremely burnt out and weak. And I looked at my previous workout that I did that was very similar to that one. And I saw my numbers that I wasn't happy with. Mm. And I was like, wow, okay, I have a decision to make. Am I going to continue that trend and continue to just push through? Or am I going to take the day off and then reevaluate the next day? So that's one that's on the realistic side of things. Right. Then on the more robotic side of things, like I was saying the other day um, and we spoke about this on the podcast before. You take a shower every single day. Mm. Right. Some of us do. Well, again, <laughs> but for the most part, <laughs> we take a shower every single day. Yeah. Motivation is the same exact way, because as soon as you stop motivating yourself or, or you're not inspired, it's very easy to stop. But if you put it into your head like it's a shower, right. you don't have a choice. Discipline. Right. Because it, it comes down to discipline. If yeah. you're if if you don't shower, you're going to smell like shit. Whereas for me, if I don't work out, I'm going to feel like shit. Yeah. And and I approach it the same exact way as I do my my business world. Right. And that's been fitness. Yes, has been a crutch for me, but I've adopted that right into into business. Right. You you uh, I know how you work on a professional level. There's got to be days that you don't feel like going to work. But what do you do? Go to work. You go to work. Right. And then there are days that you take a sick day. Mm-hmm. No, but you get you know what I'm saying. Like it, that's normal. You take a sick day. You take a vacation day. Right. But for the most part, when you're not feeling like going to work, like most of America, you still go to work. You know what worries me? Um, it's gonna get candid. What worries me is fall uh, falling off of that um off that train, right? Which Only is you why... could jump off the train. What are you falling off of? Right, right. No, no, you're right. You I'm, know what I'm saying? Just, I'm just giving being open about what it is yeah. that goes through my head, which is why I kind of like you started in the year the not taking days off, and that's why I don't want to take a day off. I because I know this about myself, and you've said this plenty of times in the podcast. Uh, don't take one or two days off. Right. Because after that second habit. day, you start kind of feel, and I, that happens to me. Like it's almost like immediate, immediate that I get off. In. Yep. I don't want to do it. And then the next day and so much easier um, every day that you don't do it to not want to do it. Yep. So I'm so mindful of that, that if I take a day, it's a day right. one. Yep. You know, um, but that's that's one of the worries that I have in my head because I don't want to stop. I want to keep going. And I do still going. feel up and I get up and I want to do it. And I do it. Today was a struggle because of the lack of sleep. I was I was not having it. And I battled right through it, and I got on the treadmill, and I did it, and you know, I feel good afterwards. It wasn't the best workout, and that was one of the things that I kind of wanted to bring up. Like, how do you do? You just go through the motions of getting up and getting on the treadmill because that's what you wanted to do, or do you at that point are you trying to really push further? Because today I definitely did not push further. I yeah. kind of stayed at the at the realm that the machine mm-hmm. kept us. Which so my my know. challenge to you would then be tomorrow, to right? What? To my challenge to you would be tomorrow. So today tomorrow. you said I fought through it. Yeah. Right. But now your data wasn't to the max level that you've done. If tomorrow you can't get back to that max level, your body probably needs a day off. Whereas if you can beat it, that was just a mental thing. You know what I'm saying? I think going through the motions, too, allows you to not throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know, because you're like, at least I did something. So then tomorrow I'm not completely off. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. No, I yeah. mean, I felt good of that, but then I was, as I was working out and I was like, it's oh, frustrating, is, right? It sucks. I, I, I hate when I, I want it. Like, I, I know I've been running. Yep. I didn't run at all today. Yeah. I just did a regular walk. It was almost like a recovery kind of walk today. And it was a decent intensity, but it was not nothing, you know, nothing out of this world. Yeah. Um, and I was a little bit like, oh, I should have done more. I went through the whole process. I got all sweaty. I did all this. Why couldn't I just push harder? Yeah. You're good. Why? You're right here, baby. You know, we good. Thank you. Yes, Next sir. question. Next. Yeah, Next take question. us away from fitness, please. Yeah, good. No problem. Um, okay. Here's a, a celebrity one. Are you guys ready? Oh, celebrity. Celebrity. Like the no new celebrities? I don't know those guys. Uh, would you like to meet Mike Pirelli <laughs> for a sandwich? By the way, that sandwich you posted. That, uh, it's a good the, episode. Uh, I ate oh. three of them. Three of those sandwiches. Claudio's just as bad as us right now. Are you serious? I ate three of them. <laughs> Complete. I can eat the Italian combo. Yeah, that that stuff's imported from Italy, and then he prepares it fresh. We we made mozzarella on the spot, and he was just handing me knots of it. When you opened so hard. the sandwich, I gotta check it. I gotta like see it. shout out Ashley though. As you were, is the one that came diet. out today. Yeah, I gotta watch it. As you were opening it, oh. my mouth was immediately. Well, did I open that one? <laughs> no, you. It was like cut in half. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, oh my it's, god, it's unbelievable stuff. But anyway. here's the thing, right? So what I've come to realize, and say what you want. Those moments are so much more enjoyable now if you eat perfectly the rest of the week. Correct. Because there's like no guilt it. attached to it. Right. And it's like, and you haven't had something like that yeah. in a week. Beautiful. So when you have that, it yep. makes everything, the the dichotomy of life mm. is what the, where the good magic word. is. Good that was word. good, dichotomy. dichotomy I've never used is... that word in conversation. <laughs> but the dichotomy <laughs> of leadership is Jocko's I don't know what the hell incredible that is. book. Discipline, man. freedom. That, is that well, it's called the dichotomy of leadership. Oh. The only thing that I think about sometimes that, that what you just said about like that oh what happened here? I just dropped a bomb and they couldn't deal with it. <laughs> what's the, did. what's the question? Huh? <laughs> oh, Sorry, we got sidetracked. We did get sidetracked. The sandwich is so so delicious. That's my fault. Um what's the best celebrity story you've ever heard? You can't say that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock oh. as a story, I <laughs> guess. Yes, 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 yes. Um, for ironic that you mentioned Will Smith because there's a story that Will Smith told about Muhammad Ali that I can never forget. I and forget I it. guess, you know, yes, Will Smith has studied Muhammad Ali's life, um, you know, pretty significantly. Um, did he play? He played him in a movie? Yeah. That was a great Ali. movie. Uh, Ali. I right, so, great movie. So he played him. So there was, I guess it was the time that he Ali had to be around, you know, the set. Pretty frequently on a day to day basis. Right. And Will Smith, he's talking and he's like, you know, the, the one thing that I'll never forget about Muhammad Ali was that when he would be on set, he would disappear. I was like, where the hell did Ali go? And they found him literally every day taking a public transit bus, just getting on the bus and just going. But being Muhammad Ali and just stepping on a bus with normal people and just driving wherever the bus would go. Then Ali would call me like, oh, I'm here. Come pick me up. Right. And so he asked him, yo, Ali, why are you doing that? And he said, you know, you, you get to a point that your greatness, people believe you to be fake. I need them to see me. I need them to feel my greatness. So I step on a bus like a regular person just so they can say, wow, I've seen and I've witnessed greatness. It was incredible. It was but just was he it doing was on just, the bus. He's just going. He's just he's just allowing people 
to to just see him. He wanted to be normal. He didn't want to be treated like, you know, Muhammad Ali all the time. I got a private escort here, private escort there. So he was just very dignified in everything that he did. Um, so he would just step on a bus. But then him getting back to the Ali mindset was to Will saying like, yes, it was a very humble thing I did, but I did it because I want them to witness greatness. They get to see me in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? But imagine yes. seeing him on the bus. Be it was just very Be funny because it was a perfect combination of humble and confidence. Yeah. Right? Bizarre. Maybe yeah. it was he was playing that um that game with your aunt and make a left. Make a right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then a pizzeria. Yeah, yes, I actually thought yeah. about that. Come, come pick that. me up, please. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Can you imagine getting a call from Ali? Hey, I'm in uh, whatever. I took a bus. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> just bizarre, though, right? Being his handler. Yeah. Something I'll never forget on that one. Do you have a story, Mike? I do not. I, okay. I'm trying we'll to think of like. Don't even worry about it. I'm sure there's tons of stories. I mean, I love Tell a good, story about me. I love a good documentary. So like anything that's in a documentary, um, I'm trying to think of the one I watched recently was good. Uh, you guys want to know no. a fun fact as you're thinking, as you're making all those noises? Sure. So I played hockey with um, Mike Richter. Um, I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. He's a goalie. Come on. No that's idea. a goalie. I didn't New play York hockey. Rangers. I don't know hockey. Richter so ironically, like, you he, don't know Richter. I swear to God, he's a nice only thing I know is Richter. Did I not just say goalie? Yes, he, he did. didn't tell me that it was a goalie. Yes. And he played out, by the way. I remember my cousin Tommy. Guess where though? Where? Right, right in your neck of the woods. Where? Greenwich Dorothy Boys Greenwich and Girls Club. Club. Yeah, it's a spot. Dude. That little spot. rink is awesome. No, the only thing I remember is like you know my cousin would make me play hockey, and I hated hockey. And he would make a save, and he'd be like, Richter! So I just remember him doing that. Richter! I was never able to score. Yeah. So. All right. Next question. What do you got? What are your thoughts on wealth and well-being? Hmm. Health is wealth. Case closed. No, it is a good one. (laughs) Next question. Um, You know, I I think the way that I'm taking the question is, you know, does does it exist? Right? Does what exist? Does wealth, can you be? Absolutely. Can Right. Can you be wealthy and be in a, you know, a state of well-being? Whereas I will say I had to learn to separate the two completely because as I was coming up, even through my own family experiences, everything was based off of money. When I was a child, my parents would fight over money. It was a consistent thing in the household. Dad would be working nonstop. You know, mom would be doing whatever she's doing with the kids and everything always came down to money, mm-hmm. which preconditioned me to believe, okay, I have to go out and make as much money as possible. Don't get it twisted. I do believe now to this day, the more money you have gives you the ability to be freer in life, to make better choices for your family in life. Would I choose being rich over being poor? A hundred percent. But for me, I had to learn Okay, there's a side of life that's about well-being. Happiness is not only derived from financial stability, right? Happiness is derived from your family, your morals, um, the choices you make on a day-to-day basis. I think there's a lot of rich people in the world that are extremely depressed that no money in the world can you know, subside your depression or your anxiety. right? That's something that money just can't buy happiness. I do believe it exists, but I believe that for me, I have to be on this mission and this lifestyle of professional and personal development. Because if I'm not doing that and I'm just handed all the money in the world, you already know what happens, right? You begin to make bad choices. So yes, I do believe it exists, but it has to be completely separated. Nailed it. I mean, what, money's a tool. That's the only way I look at it. Yeah. You always nothing say that, more, nothing less. Yeah. Just yep. a tool. Um, you, you were, for good, you you were instrumental in, in, oh, I would always hear you saying, 
you know, money is freedom. Money's free. And at first I was like, well, like you need money. You need money. You need money. Yeah. Whereas it just allows you the freedom. Well, well do you do need thing. money. Yes. Like, I'll agree. Try to, yes. 100%. So here's, I'll do a quick rant. So you see these shows and they're like, we're going to live off the grid and like, we do this. Like, you're still trying to make money. Just the money is you're, you're chopping wood. Like, you're still trading time for right. tools. It's just a different type of tool. So I'd much rather be in our society where I can leverage my time to make more tools that I can then reinvest in and actually free myself up than go to live in the woods and it's all on me to get everything done. But that's subjective, I mean? right? Yeah, absolutely. It depends what you want. Yeah. I'm just saying it's kind of backwards when you watch these people go live in the woods and they're like, oh, you know, this is an extreme case, but like, oh, dad has cancer. We need to go back into the and work to make money so we can take care of him. Mm. Whereas if like you're if that's truly what you want to do, then live in the woods and then don't go yeah. to the doctors and it's fine. It's all preference. For me, I just feel that instead of making it evil, it's just a tool. It's a unit of energy. You're trading your time for this thing. And that makes me more conscious of what I'm investing this this thing, this tool in. Because I I personally, do in my profession, correlate it to how much hours I have to work. Right. Even though I'm not on hourly, when I spend something, I'm like, wow, that's X amount of hours because I would have to go sell this house or I'd have to go make this investment. Mm-hmm. Or, so when you correlate that, you know, even with Dana, I joke around with her and she spends some. She's good. She doesn't spend like crazy. But sometimes you'll make a dumb spend. I'm like, oh, you can work forever. That's fine. I just <laughs> yeah, get her yeah, mad yeah. saying that because I want to remind her like mm-hmm. she's great. But every time I want to spend on something stupid, not say I don't, I think about like, could this money go somewhere else that can make me more that I don't have to repeat working as hard as I do. Right. I like working hard. But no one wants to be in the same um, cycle. Cycle. Yep, one hundred percent. Good. Cool. Okay. Uh, next question: What would you say are two focal points as businessmen that translate to you as family men? It's a good, very good question. Uh, <sighs> I would say loyalty is my biggest. Ooh, so, like, when one. I work with people and I create partnerships. I try to be as loyal as possible and commit to like throwing my energy into this one uh, partner and make it so that we're like a team. So I think I, I've worked at it and been very hard working at it that I think Dana and I are aligning as like a team with Livy and she's becoming a part of the team and we're, we're working together for our goals while we're achieving our own individual ones. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I look at business now. Yep. You know what I mean? Beautiful. Um, so it's loyalty and just loyalty. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, loyalty goes with like commitment. Got it's you. like once you get sure something that you trust, like mm. you know what, and whatever it is, a, a new uh, attorney, whoever it is, like you legally, I have to recommend a couple. But if you end up using someone I'm super familiar with, like I want to honor them and do the best by them, so that the next time around we have that relationship, so that everything's even smoother. Yeah. And then you get on to like an area like we are, we're we talk less as a group, but I think we're even more in tune than we were mm-hmm. two years ago. Correct. No, that's a beautiful one. Um, if if I had to say two, the first one that came to mind, <clears throat> which is sim- similar to loyalty, but it would be impact. The I, I'm I'm very focused these days on the influence that I have on other people in a positive light, right? To serve them, to serve my family, to serve the people that I work with 
partners, even in something like this, um, you know, always giving others something to walk away from after an experience together. I want to do that not only in my family life, but also in my professional life. And then the second thing, which is, I, I believe, probably across the board for all of us in this room, is uh, maximizing productivity. You know, there's you can you can make a decision in business and in your family life to kind of just, you know, sit on the couch. And, and yes, there's a time to do that with your family, obviously. But I've been focused and conscious on, on times that I'm even, you know, pretty tired where I don't want to do things. I've taken that mindset and applied it to the family life to say, you know what? My daughter could really benefit from a walk on the street right now, right? Instead of me just trying to sit down watching Moana with her. Um, not that there, again, time and a place for it, but me maximizing my production and my output uh, is something I'm extremely focused on, not only in business, but obviously making memories with my family as well. Love it. Next question. You're do you feel pressure? Not Dave. How do you take pressure off yourself? Mm, pressure. I don't think you take it off. Well, the first one was, do you feel pressure? Yes. yes. Do you feel pressure? Every day. Yeah. If I, if I don't feel pressure, I'm like, something's, something's off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you could take pressure off or release a little bit by focusing on your family. That's one of my favorite things to do at the end of the day. Yep. Um, I try to get out of the office and have some time with Livy before she goes to bed because once she goes to bed, then you could refocus and knock stuff out if you need, but it's a nice reset. You realize you're fortunate to have, you know, a healthy baby, um, you know, and lucky that you can be a part of it. Um, it makes you feel um, smaller because you realize that she's going to outlive you, hopefully. Mm. Oh, yes, of course. Um, which makes you feel less important. And you're like, I'm doing this for her. I'm doing this for the family. When I die... You know, maybe my family shows up at the funeral, maybe friends, but who knows? So it makes everything a lot clearer. It's morbid, but it's good exercise. Um, and then throughout the day, it's just focusing on the task at hand and mapping out what you still have to do and starting projects so you feel like you're at least breaking the surface and starting them. For me, it's if I don't start the project and get like my thoughts organized, and even just getting it to 1%, then I get a little anxiety about starting it. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get that? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and stoicism is my like, biggest thing. My biggest hack is just stoicism is when you're super stressed, you write down what you can control, and you write down what you can't control, and then you just focus on the left side. That clip did like 15,000 views, by the way. Did it? Yeah. I didn't make it up, <laughs> so I just ripped it. No, no, no. I, I get it, but you've been applying it, which is awesome. No, great answer. Um, so, yes, I agree 100%. I definitely feel pressure um and then how do i deal with it i feel like for a long time my pressure was built off of me wanting things immediately immediate gratification right whereas you know i'm obsessed right now with delayed gratification putting in the work every day in every facet of life to ultimately reach that day whatever it is of delayed gratification if it's, uh, you know, 10 business meetings and then finally, boom, you get that goal, that's the delayed gratification. If it's this fitness journey that I'm on, the day that I reach my 8% is my delayed gratification. Too often, we're obsessed with the overnight approach and we want that, right? We chase that high. We chase that high. So I've been fortunate enough now through the past couple of years to realize that that doesn't exist. Perfect doesn't exist. So I've been okay with falling in love with the actual process of the way things are supposed to be, right? 
I think a lot of people also, we were talking about burnout. I was fortunate to have that realization before I burnt out. I think a lot of people, you know, you work, 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 work to the point that you can no longer overcome that and you actually end up giving up, right? You don't, you don't ever get past it. Like I was fortunate enough to have this realization, but I also have worked 80 hour weeks for years, all through my twenties, right? I worked six, seven days a week, everything from caddying on a golf course while I was then getting in the business suit the next day, right? I don't want to go back there to that spot, but I think a lot of people never have that realization and they end up giving up on their goal too soon. That's kind of how I deal with it. There's a good quote to um, reiterate your point. Uh, It was like, overnight success takes 20 years. Correct. 10,000 hours, baby. Right, like, yeah, and that's the, that's the that's the thing too. Like Soldier Boy, correct. His documentary is amazing. It's absurd, dude. What about but Kanye? He, well, Kanye won, but Soldier Boy even more so because yep. he had the big hit, and everyone's like, "Oh, he got so lucky." But if you watch his documentary, he was on MySpace like twenty hours a day, DMing people, connecting with people, and he built it from the ground up, and he created his own success. But when people look at it, they're like, oh, he just I think he's a genius soldier boy. Like if you ever watch his interviews and stuff, well, that's why it's my, Michael adopted. Tell him Mike sent you because of soldier, soldier boy. boy. Right. Fun soldier fact. boy. Tell him. <laughs> Fun fact. It's actually something I thought about the other day. <laughs> Stop. I swear to God. <laughs> I funny. love his documentary is great. It's mm. an awesome documentary. I got to check it. But if you didn't know him. Yep. You just so thought this, it was a one hit wonder. This is another point. Some when you get to a certain point, people will discredit you, correct, and say you're lucky, and only you know how much work you put in, mm-hmm. so you can't get offended because they're they can't be with you. They didn't you know. know, right? They you, can't be with you, did So they yes, they're gonna be called. He got lucky, and that's fine if they think. It's whereas luck, we're great. we're fortunate, like in something like you know this this day and age now, yeah, there's proof with social media and stuff like that. Most people who make it. Unless you're just documenting the journey from when you make it, yeah. we have the ability all to be documenting it as it happens in yeah. every facet of our lives. Whereas back then, even with MySpace, yeah, you had a couple outlets, but it wasn't as yeah. um, transparent. Yes, transparent as it is as it is with all the outlets today. But I'm guilty with it. Like I'll see something, like even a sports athlete, and be like, "Oh, they crushed it! Like what a lucky game!" Right. But like when you watch like Lynn Sanity documentary, you realize he's been yeah. working so hard, and then he just got an opportunity. And when he got that opportunity, he just knocked it out of the park. But everyone else is going to project that you were a right. one-hit wonder lucky. Correct. Yes, sir. I have a follow-up question, David. Yep. How do you make the transition from the, the I guess, impatience of wanting everything or, or, or mm-hmm. success right away to what you kind of described that where you're at right now where you're wanting things, you know, you want to see the, lo- the, the process, the long process? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. That is a great question. That's a good question. For me, it'd be belief, right? Like when you look in the mirror, you, I personally have this belief in myself. But where's the belief come from? No, no, no. Well, this is the thing. I, I, I believe that everybody has this in them, whereas I know the things that I can do and I can't do. Back when I was working, you know, two, three jobs trying to get to my next level, I had to have a belief in me to say, you know what? I can get through this time period. Some people, you might just not have that. I don't know how to find that for you. I don't. There's no There's no magic pill you take this, right? I do believe it comes down to you enjoying what it is that you're doing. Like, really? Also, That's an interesting answer. Also, a lot of people, like, yeah, my industry, I love what I do. Your industry, you love what you do, right? I had to 
say in my head and make sure, okay, am I being realistic about this? And am I able to work these 70 hour weeks, but then still find the brighter side of things when I do become the commissioner that I want to become, right? You have to be able to see that vision because if you don't have the vision in yourself, that's on you. Now, I believe you can develop that through routines and habits, I was gonna small say, little things, results. you know, well, not, I mean, not even results, but you have to, if you're just a person that's just completely depressed, we spoke about this before on the podcast too. You have to develop a little routine to get you up and going, right? The sobriety journey, the, the one that my mother's on three plus year, three and a half years now, it's the one day at a time approach. The first thing she has to do is she has to say sober for today. There's no long term, right? So if you are only in your head, that you can't even look forward, you have to be able to have the ability to say, I could do this right now in the moment. So for me, it came down to obviously belief and then execution through my habits, my routine and my day to day. So I think I, I would add to that. I think it's for me, it's more results. Like my belief comes from pointing back and being like, yeah, we renovated house already. So I know that it sucks now, but in my, in the past, if I can get through this stage, we're going to be pumped. What if you can't see results? What if you're a person you like to, I'm you talking about? You create results. That's what I'm saying. You, I don't you know, think you can make the, belief without results. See, I disagree. I, I disagree like, with that because I, I think personally, you know your skill set. You know your attributes. You know what you can bring to the table. Certain things in my life just aren't realistic for me. Like what? Right? Is like, progress a result? Yeah. Progress is Any a result. Any progress. But you, we're saying mm-hmm. it's so... so I think so. You, it doesn't have to be the end goal result. No, no, no. For. But it like, for be... example, like, uh, uh, what's a good like selling a house, right? Like when I first started, it took me six months to sell my first house. It was very difficult for me to stick to the plan before that happened, and I had a lot of doubt. I was like, did I make the right choice? Is this the right industry? Am I any good? Am I learning? Am I getting better? Then you sell a house. Then you're like, all right, well, maybe that was a fluke. Let me try it again. You stick to the plan, you stick to the plan. It takes a little shorter to see the result. And you're like, oh, okay, this is starting to become a habit or whatever, mm-hmm. a uh, a trend. So then you're like, all right, well, let's see a third one. Then you do a third one. Then you're like, all right, well, so now I have months where nothing good is happening, but I'm sticking to the, the plan because I know the results are on the other side because I've done it 20 times, 40 times, 50 times. So my point is if you're do- – and not just real estate, but – weight loss uh you know having gotten to a low body percentage i'm sure you now are like yeah like i can't see the results right now but i trust that they're coming because i've had results in the past from doing the same thing does that make sense yes so the process kind of gives you the confidence to know that it's you can be compounding. patient knowing that it's going to come yeah you've seen it before yeah. but it's right, i'm sure you right let me ask you this question now that you're a little farther along in the process of your journey are you more confident in what you're doing than you were in the beginning oh uh, yeah yeah. yeah. So that's my thought. And you just get more confident, mm-hmm. more confident. And when you completely change the process, which I've done, then you don't have that confidence anymore. And it's easier yes. to get off track because you're like, I'm trying this like fasting thing, yeah. but I haven't seen the results yet. And maybe the other way was better. So it's and tough when you change. Conf- confidence for me, I believe that it, it stems from being able to do the things that you say you're going to do. Something we spoke about yeah. multiple, multiple times. But yeah. if somebody's just trying to build confidence, how do you build confidence, right? Because you were saying the belief thing. How do you get the belief? You have to build your confidence. Are you a person that believes in yourself? <clears throat> do you believe you say something out loud? And do you believe yourself to be able to execute that? Well, you got to have the result of you. Doing and I'm that. not only talking about, I'm talking about little things, right? Like I, I've used the the situation with the 
with the shower, right? I'm going to shower in 20 minutes. Are you going to, when that 20 minutes is there, are you going to be like, oh, just one more commercial? Or are you going to get up and go shower? And then you small get the wins. data, though. Correct. The small wins. Yeah. Correct. But, but you get the data that you Yeah, you but that's further person. along. No, that's right after you shower. You get the data back. Because now I don't smell bad? No, the data is you did No, because you got up and oh, you showered. Oh, yeah, right. So you, yeah. got, you got that little win. Yeah, yeah. But it, it has to start there. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to start there to then, yes, if you're a data-driven person, that's awesome. But for me, I knew already at that point, like, you know, when I'm working like that, I know what I can do. You know what I mean? Like, I know that this is now a temporary thing. I just have to find my way in. You know what happens too is now that people know of you as someone that does something that 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 delivers on what they say they're gonna do, then you create a like a a self fulfilling prophecy of your friends and people around you because like oh he does that so then there's no doubt coming to you because it's just what he does, that's like another level. So like what I'm trying to break through right now is the doubt of me getting into like the ultimate shape because in my history, my data- Your is, doubt or other people's doubt of you? Other people's doubt. So like I, I have really the confidence- care about that. You, that inspires you? No, but it's harder, a lot of people, it's harder to me. swim upstream than downstream, right? So yeah. just the point being of like, and that's just a, an example that I'm thinking of now is people will always, we talked about last week, people will have perceptions of what they think you are. Yes. And the only way you can change that is changing who you are. And if they don't change, great. But if they probably will if the data is showing them different. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You want you want to swim upstream. No one wants to swim downstream. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I, absolutely. Not that it matters, but it makes right. it easier if like people are hyping you up, right? It does. But now, uh, personally, the to salmon. the point, I like people the like the salmon. salmon. I love. Salmon. I, I actually, <laughs> I get like a little high, like a little dopamine hit off of mother doubting me. You well, know a lot what I'm of saying? people die regardless. That's I'm fine. Just saying, like, but I circles, like that. Right? I use that. Whereas a lot of people use that and they, you know, cripple, which is fine because they might not be, you know, where they want to be. But for me, I I genuinely like that now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, maybe a better example is like when uh, I get home and Dana is having ice cream or something because she's pregnant. You can have ice cream, Dana. Don't get mad. <laughs> um, and she's like, "You're not having a right because you're on a diet." Like. Versus, like, come on, have some with me. Right. That's what I'm saying. The little stuff that yep. you'll notice, where if you stick to it long enough, they don't question you. Like when we went to my parents and had dinner, like, oh, you're you you brought your own food, and I'm like, yeah, you know, and they just don't <laughs> care anymore. So, and then next time they won't ask me, they'll just order food without me, assuming yep. they're going to bring my own. So it's the little things that they're not. It's friction, and you can get past it. But the less stuff that's hitting on your shield, the more you know, energy you have to put towards other areas. Yeah. That's like the example. Hell yeah. I like it. You like that? Yeah. Cool. Next question. Last, question. Last, yeah. question. Yeah. Last, Last question. Last one? Yeah. I've heard you guys say it, but I'm not sure I agree with scheduling downtime because I because I think it takes away from the spontaneity. What are your thoughts? Hmm. Uh I disagree. I like I think it. Which is which is downtime. for me I think a switch me, too. A personal thing. Right? Because at first I think you were more of that mindset. Because you used to laugh at me. You did. About what? You're like, you're scheduling it. Like, um, even on the episode. Probably. I, I mean, probably. Yeah. And now you're to the point where you're like, I have to, right? You you have to schedule it. Because if it's not on the calendar for me right now, it just doesn't, it doesn't happen. It uh, doesn't happen. Well, for me, yeah, for me, it's more so I can schedule around it. Not that it right. won't happen. Yep. But the stress of scheduling, if I don't, 
then I pay for it later type of thing. I, yeah, I've had to change as far as structure. No, no, sure. no, 100%. But I think everybody will too. Like everybody will get to a point in their See, industry. I don't think everyone needs to do that. No, no. It, but if you're a person that likes data, like I also get a little dopamine hit looking back at my weeks. Like literally looking at my calendar. Hits, huh? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but literally looking back at my calendar, like, yo, you, you're a G, man. Look, look you you're did all G. this. You know, you did all that this week. You did all that this month. And look at what it looks like in a year. But for this specific question, I love the disagreement ap- approach because obviously I'm going to speak on, you know, my belief, but my belief isn't right. It's just my how I operate. Oh, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> the spontaneity doesn't come from me scheduling, right? All I'm doing is putting out a block of time, but then it's up to me to come with a specific energy to that downtime. So the spontaneity comes from me being in the moment saying, okay, yeah, I have a four hour block of time. Now I'm going to be spontaneous with my wife and we're going to go, you know, go to the city and go get a massage or I'm going to be spontaneous with my boys. I know that I'm here for a night. You know what? Let's go get after it together. So it's not about you. It seems like this person submitted a question with the belief and the pre-determined uh, notion, the preconceived notion that you scheduling it removes the spontaneity from it. Whereas I'm saying schedule it to then show up and be spontaneous as hell. Show within up with the, the energy block. that you want within that time block. So I think you're right. I think the discipline allows you to be more spontaneous. Correct. Right. And now it's like, um, which I'm is co- dichotomy because it's like, who would have thought that you had to be more scheduled to be twice in one episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm complete. Yeah. But you realize that yeah. like life's kind of confusing because like, yeah, you can have freedom, but you need discipline to get freedom and you need uh, to be in good shape so that you can eat like crap yep. and survive. So it's funny. The, I mean, I don't know. I'm telling you, man, I wish, I wish for every Everybody, you know, I don't wish no health issues on anyone like, I, like you know, that I've been so able point to point this way. Don't no, 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 no. Push it. But that for way. me, I was so fortunate, man, to go through what I went through because fitness be- had to become the forefront of my life. And once I was able to grasp it like business, that's a workout. The same way that I'm going to approach my workout is the same way that I have to be intentional about my business life. The same way that I'm disciplined in my workout is the same exact way that I have to show up for my family. For a long time, I was doing that in the gym and I wasn't correlating it back to my wife. I wasn't correlating it back to business. The moment I was able to, yo, this is the formula. Like, this is it. There's no, there's no secret. It's, it's the discipline that I apply, the consistency that I apply in the gym on the days that I don't want to do it that is the separator. Same thing in every other facet. And I wish everybody can like grasp that. I don't know how to instill that. I don't you know think it's for everybody though. That's as I get older, I'm like, it's not for everybody. Like, I don't recommend everyone become a real estate agent because I don't think the majority of people can do it. And I don't think it's a easy life. Um, I don't think everyone should be 8% body fat. I don't think every, you know, it's if you choose, I'm coming from the school of thought and I think you are as well where we want more, we want to take a big swing. You have one life, you want to take a big swing. I don't think a lot of people think that way, which is okay. So, yes, it'd be great to everyone see it, but I don't think everyone can see it or has the skills to see it, right? Yes, you and I had a great- I don't even think I have the skills to see it. No, like, no, I get it. It's I- like discipline. I'm not predisposed to be very organized. My brain works. But I realize I'm like, I really want this next level, so I have to change. I have to. But change is hard, and it's painful, so it's not for everybody. But it's really not change because for you- oh, 100% change. No, no, no. But listen, in business, right? In business- Same word. When there's times 
I've seen it. You know, you you're out till four o'clock in the morning years ago, and you're still able to show up and give your top notch game at an eight thirty showing. Right? You were able to get through those moments of doubt of you know saying, "Damn, I want to call it in," and you were able to execute. Now you just need to apply and execute that same mindset. There's no difference, right? That you have to be able to do that in the fitness world. But but my I'm, point yeah. was just to everybody. I don't I don't wish that life for them. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I wish for everybody that they had the clarity that I had. But it was because of a health issue that kind of started that. And then the conversations in the car with my grandfather, and my father. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what did it for me. I wish everybody had that experience. Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying I think it's for everybody because I agree with you 100. Yeah. percent I don't think it is. I don't. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's a. And I'm cool with that. Like I understand we're extremists. It's a negative thing to say that, but we are. And I understand that, yes, it's not common to do the thing, but that's what we enjoy. So if you enjoy it, join the bandwagon and try some stuff. If not, it's cool. You know? Mm -hmm. I do you. I get it. But I I, I also think to a level, small level, everybody does have this in them, right? Look at teachers. Mm -hmm. My wife's a teacher. My wife's a teacher. Yeah, but your wife's a spectacular teacher. Not every teacher's spectacular. But but okay. But but the majority of teachers (laughs) the majority of teachers they have the ability to be disciplined enough in their industry to show up every single day. There's got to be days that they don't want to be showing up and they continue to do it. That's my point. We got to stop looking at it as like it's, it's this difficult process and this difficult thing. The consistency is hard, but the discipline in the moment is the gold. Because if you can do that in that one moment, then you could do it in 100 moments. If you could do it in 100 moments, you can do it in 10,000 hours. Yeah. Then you can get to where you need to. But just focus on the one instead of trying to create a whole process and, oh, I need to figure it out. I got to figure it out. Not you. I'm just saying That's everybody in life. That no, is. whereas you already have what it takes. But you got to figure it out, too. But you have what it takes. You may, <laughs> but it's got to fit within your life. Yes, I agree. I agree. That was good. I like it. Is that the uh, the end of our questies? Listen, you can always submit questions. I, I love what people do. They Honestly, sometimes they just... Throw it in the DM, a random day on a Tuesday. And sometimes I'll be like, hey, we'll get to that on a podcast. Or I'll give them an answer and then I'll repeat the answer here. So you can you can send them in there. You can send them to no snooze podcast at gmail.com. Um, always like to hear your thoughts. Mike is very engaging in the DMs, if you haven't noticed. Um, I he, don't spend much time. He's the one. <laughs> no, I had he, to remove myself from a lot of social media stuff. No, no, I get you. Um, ADD's a mom. But no, we, we thank you guys for submitting these. And hopefully you got some value there. You got if you made it this far, like, subscribe, go grab some merch, no snooze shop.com. We're working on some new stuff. It's a process. Uh, you know, I might need to change my size because I'm going to be at 10% very soon. <laughs> Let's go. So this will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. <sighs> so this is a this is a little analogy that I've uh, I, I've heard it. The, the author is unknown, but John Gordon shared it, right? So I don't want to say that I created it here, but it's a very nice concept. Three frogs are on a log, and one of them decides to jump off the log. How many frogs are left on the log? Answer the question. That's a trick question. Two. Well, is one right, like so- a toad? Two is <laughs> one a toad. So That's Justin says two. All three frogs are still on the log because that one frog made a decision without taking action. 
Decisions without actions are just thoughts. Take action today. The frog just decided. He decided to jump, but it didn't say that he actually jumped. Hmm. Right? So we all have these great little thoughts, whereas we need to take that next step of actually executing in our lives. It's pretty good. It's like a fable. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, I, th- I thought it was. I was reading it, and you know, I I obviously thought the answer was two, two, um, just well, like everybody else. But I thought he jumped you know. off, but landed back on it. <laughs> yeah. like. He just jumped up and then landed right back yeah. down. Floated. But it's all listen, all about action, execution. Don't be a frog on a log. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Until next time, stop snoozing. Get up, get after it, and someone tell me how to lose some weight. <laughs> That's another Epi in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.